All right, hello and welcome to the very first episode of Couch Clash, where the pillows are soft, but the opinions today from Josh and Willie are softer. I'm here joined by my co-host, Joshua Joins. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Gabe Dembraber, and we have a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself, or are you just going to sit there? Oh, I was waiting for that. You were going to give me the introduction. <laughs> okay, fine. A man who needs no introduction, say the less. Willie Morinchuk. Yes, his name is Willie. Glad it's, to be here. When you hear the rumors coming out once we get big, it's not what you think it is. It's Willie. Anyway, we're going to start this week off with a little recap. And we're going to start off with the defending champs, 34-20 on the Texans. Uh, David Johnson looked like his 2016 self, but, I mean, the Chiefs looked like the defending champs, to say the least. They did. There, there was no hangover for them. Uh, they were good to go from the start. I agree. And then we head on over to what I like to call the Patriots times two because the Patriots play the Dolphins, and the Dolphins basically have the Patriots roster. And Patriots take this one 21-11 with Cam Newton, nonetheless, looking like the 2016 self. Eh, there were, there were bits and pieces of it, but I wouldn't say it was a full I disagree. Anyway, yet. we're going to go on because I don't My want to slander. Better. No, My there will be better. no slander of I just the think, Patriots. Uh, Patrick's not going to be around too much longer. It's going to be two a time a lot quicker than we <laughs> think. Then we head out to the Motor Choke City, I like to call it, because the Lions once again give a, a fourth quarter lead and lose to the Bears 27-23, making Mitch Trubisky look like an early MVP candidate, and making, which is hard. And making Josh's wallet sad. <laughs> then we go to the Battle of the Birds with the Seahawks winning 38-25. And, you know, you could just say that they were the better bird that day. And now we're moving over to uh, the city of Buffalo, where Josh Allen looked like the reincarnation of, dare I say, a white quarterback, Tom Brady, who can run. 27-17 Bills. They were playing the Jets. Doesn't matter. <laughs> then we move on to another NFC team, the Packers and the Vikings. 43-34. Did not expect the 43 points out of uh, Green Bay. You know, I didn't realize the Big 12 moved to the NFL. Neither did I. There was nothing. No, no defense. No defense. No defense. And then we go to a surprise. Ron Rivera getting treatment at halftime. And I think that just gave the team what they needed. 27-17 to Washington football team. Then we move on over to the Las Vegas Raiders. Winning 34-30. Christian McCaffrey. Back hurts. That's all I'm going to say. It hurts. It hurts. It carries the team every day. Then we got go over to, dare I say, the epitome of Florida, Gardner Minshew. Josh, you said something that just resonated with me, and I couldn't agree more. You talked about how if Florida was going to look like one man, it's Gardner Minshew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let it flow from the face and the, the head. 27-20, <clears throat> Colts look like themselves, and Phil Rivers throws a pick late in the game. What's new? And then we move on to the Browns, where the only thing getting cooked is, yes, Freddie Kitchen's career because he's not there anymore, but also the Browns in week one, once again, getting just obliterated 38-6 to from the Ravens. Then we move out west, and we go, oh, sorry. Yes, we move out west, and we go Cardinals and 49ers, where the Cardinals win 24-20, and some could say a little bit of a surprise. You know, it was supposed to be an upset, but you know what? The young team, there's a Super Bowl hangover for the 49ers. I kind of expected that one, and I... Put my money on it. Murray looked good. That's all I got to say. They're my dark horse team. We'll get into that later, though. Chargers and Bengals. Chargers won by a six-foot person faking a hamstring injury. And 
trying to act like that's the reason why he missed. Hey, let's put some respect on pride injuries, okay? They are real. Yeah, to say the least. Then we go out to Old Man Town, the uh, Superdome. Saints and Buccaneers. I mean, Brady finally has weapons, like everyone said, and just didn't know how to use them, apparently. Yeah, you know what? It wasn't a full-game performance. You expect that when there's not the continuity that you would expect. I expect more of the Buccaneers. And then we go to my boy Mike McCarthy, who is not my boy, because once again, the America's quote-unquote football team chokes against the L.A. Rams 2017. The Cowboys represented what America's going through right now. <laughs> then we move on to the Steelers and Giants where, like Josh says, no one's happier to have Big Ben back than Juju Smith-Schuster. Well, maybe fantasy owners too. 26-16 Steelers. And then we move out to the West again where the Broncos lose by a slim of a margin because my friend Willie here, Andy quotes, the head coach can't call timeout. Facts. He just... Doesn't know what one is, apparently. Also, Roskowski can't kick an extra point. <laughs> or a field goal. 16-14 Titans. You know, going to the field goal thing, Josh, mm -hmm. I just think that you're giving them too much slack. And, you know, they had no preseason. And what do you expect from the guy? I mean, we talked about this on Sunday. The, the biggest impact of no preseason is the kicking game. Because you can't figure out who's terrible in the game until you got to real season games. And that showed this week because there was atrocious kicking across the board. This is true. Now, kicking did not lose me fantasy, but the rest of my team did. Uh, just atrocious week for me. Um, I'm sitting next to a god, apparently, who doesn't want me to speak because he knows everything. Listen, listen, listen. If I, We're in two fantasy leagues. If one of my teams did well and one of my teams shit the bed, I wouldn't be talking any, any slack at all. It's week one. But both of my teams were within top two of both leagues, and they're not the same lineup, not the same roster, different rosters. I would trust my fantasy football over somebody who uh, failed to reach 100 in a normal league and uh, lost by 30 points to a guy who drafted Rob Gronkowski in the set third or fourth round of the fantasy draft. I will remember this when you're eating the hot wings and me and Willie will be laughing while you are dying. There's no way I finished last. So, Willie... Even week for you this week, right? I think you won one, lost one. One and one. Hey, that's what happens. Your boy Le'Veon out now. Yeah, yeah. The Jets are pretty bad, unfortunately. They're ass. Let's can just I, not let's let's can, not sugarcoat it. Can I ask you something that like makes me not able to sleep at night? <laughs> what made you think Le'Veon Bell was gonna be good before the injury? <laughs> Sam Darnold being there for the whole <laughs> season, maybe. What about that atrocious offensive line? They, I thought they, were, they fixed it a little bit. I mean, they drafted, in their defense. They drafted a, a pretty decent tackle. Yeah. When was the last time the New York Jets had a winning football season? I wasn't hey, Mark Sanchez, man. I wasn't projecting winning. I was projecting fantasy numbers. <laughs> but generally, success on the football field equals wins in the wins columns. And in order for the team to be successful, their offensive line and Le'Veon Bell were going to have to do something. Dallas Cowboys are 8-8 eight eight every year. I mean, it's not really a winning record, but they put up numbers. This is true. Now, let's let's go on. Willie, obviously, you're going to need to start one, you're going to need to start someone new. So, give me your start stardom, situm, and sleeper of this week for fantasy. Uh, I think this week easy stardom. I think Dak Prescott at Atlanta. Really? I mean, Atlanta's just got torn up by Russell Wilson. I mm -hmm. think that the Cowboys got a lot of offensive weapons. Do you think Mike McCarthy finally takes shots down the field and stops playing passive-aggressive with probably one of the best offenses in the league? I think that Mike McCarthy's going to open the playbook up a little bit more. I mean, you got to remember, 
there's a rookie coach. This is the first time they're on the field, right? Like, well, not a rookie coach, but, like, it's the first time with a new team. Mm-hmm. So I think it's getting the feel for things, and I think we're going to see a lot of Dak. I like that. Right. Now, who are you starting, Josh? Who am I starting this week? Yeah, who's that's, a must-start? That's easy. It's Henry Ruggs third. Interesting. Of the Las Vegas Raiders. I drafted him in both of my teams. They're playing New Orleans on Monday night. He... Uh, Managed to get double-digit fantasy points despite only playing in the first half. I think there's a lot of opportunities in the secondary of uh, New Orleans, and so he is my starting in one of my flex positions in both leagues. I really like that. I like that a lot. I think he's going to be someone that can either make you or break this year in fantasy. He's going to be the long ball threat, kind of like how McCole Hardman was for Kansas City. I believe in Ruggs so much that I'm starting him over Jarvis Landry. That's not hard. I mean, I wouldn't start anyone from Especially Baker. Exactly. My stardom this week, uh, if healthy, Kenny Galladay against a very weak Green Bay secondary. We saw, we, we just went over it, even the Vikings losing torch Green Bay's. I mean, Josh had it perfectly. It looked like a Big 12 game out there. Mm-hmm. And I think Kenny Galladay is going to have a very good week. Now, sit him. Please, for the love of God, if you have James Conner, trade yeah, him. You took trade my- him. Or sit him. Find somebody new. Get him out of your lineup. The dude gets injured. And Benny Snell looked like, I mean, looked, looked way better than James Conner has in the past two seasons. Mm-hmm. It's, it's insane. But that's my sit him for this week. Please don't touch James Conner. Get him out of your lineup. I was going to pick James Conner because I have him in the other league. <laughs> but if that's not it, we're going to go with uh, Groskowski the kicker because he's not going to be in a lineup this week. <laughs> You're going to go with the kicker. Yeah, I'm going the kicker. There's no way he's on any starting roster this week. He's terrible. That is my sin. He's going to miss more field goals and more extra points. You are right, Josh. He had a whopping zero points. <laughs> and for a kicker, that's terrible. <laughs> now, he did win them the game. They trust him with it. But that shows how bad he Look, is. My hot take is the, the close games come down to your tight ends and your kickers and mm. maybe your defense. Okay. And uh, so if one of those three is off, you're going to lose a close one. So, Willie. Who are we sitting this week? I'm sitting Tyler Lockett this week. Whoa! Really? That's your boy! I think it's just a tough matchup. I think there's other players you can put in. I mean, against New England, New England's got a good defense. I think it's going to be a kind of grinded out, run pound, ground and pound game. And, I agree. Uh, I just think that DK and Russ are going to get a deep shot, and the ball's not going to go to Tyler Lockett that much. Really? Interesting. I think we're going to have to be watching that this weekend. But, obviously, so that's your sitting, but who's... You know, we're sitting on this couch, somewhere you can sleep. I try not to sleep on too many people, but who's people sleeping on? Who's the sleeper this week for you? My sleeper this week is Anthony Miller with the Chicago Bears. Ooh! Ooh. Against the Giants, correct? Against the Giants. Yep. Giants are ranked 29th in uh, fantasy. Yep. For, for, um, Giving up wide receiver points, Wide receiver right? points. And I think he had a really good week, week one. And I think as long as Trubisky does what he did in the fourth quarter... You can put up some big numbers. I, I 100% agree with you. I think it's a very weak Giants defense. I think team all around. Um, Daniel Jones showed some slight hope, but I agree. I think hopefully Mr. Trubisky can get it going, though. Yeah. They just have to get this run game going with Saquon Barkley. <laughs> That's true. Now, for me, my sleeper, someone who I actually did not think was going to come out here and do anything, Malcolm Brown, running mm-hmm. back for the Rams. Everyone coming in thought the rookie Cam Akers was going to show, but let me just say something. 
I'm just gonna take a hot take here. You can't be five eight and hundred and like eighty pounds and run in the NFL. I'm sorry, it's just not gonna work. That's only two inches taller than I am, and I've never had hopes of being NFL. And if you saw a picture of Josh, you would never pick him for your fantasy team. I, I am Spools. the epitome of health. That's true. Jaron Spoles was an exception. Shorter, even shorter. You're right, but Malcolm Brown, I think, going to be a starter. My opinion, I think he's a reincarnation of Todd Gurley, and he's just going to bring the Rams to the promise land. I think this week he's going to be a sleeper. Um, I know he's playing a tough matchup against, I believe, oh, Philadelphia. Yeah, so a little, a little tough matchup, but we saw Washington give him a little run for their money. So, I mean, we'll see. Josh, who do you have for your sleeper? My sleeper pick of the week? Ooh. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Darius Slee as my sleeper That's a pick. good one. That's a good one. Um, and here's why. Daniel Jones is very iffy, which is why no one's really high on him, but mm-hmm. I think he has a good matchup this week uh, with the cornerbacks, and he's obviously Daniel Jones' number one target. Uh, they had some connection last week despite the woes the Giants had. Darius Slade is my sleeper for the week. Start him with some question marks. With some question marks. So what what are those question marks? Uh, two words, Daniel Jones. <laughs> Second year guy, yeah. you know, rookie last year, didn't have a very good year. Um, maybe not even that bad, but something that you want to see him a bit more productive. But speaking of rookies, a lot of them in college football right now. And college football is back, boys. It's back. It's all the way back. The only people not playing college football as of today are the people in the West, the Pac-12. Um, do you want to get into the Big Ten coming back now? or? I think we should. I mean, big yeah. news today. Big they news. announced it today. The Illini are hype because Brandon Peters is going to be Heisman winner. I'm putting that out there right now. Brandon, no, no, no. Don't even give me that look, Willie. Brandon Peters will bring us to the promised land for the Illini, baby. Uh, I was reading an article, though. Uh, as we've talked about, college football has already been back for last week. This yep. one into week three. Uh the Big Ten's not going to be back until October 24th. Yeah. And it's only going to be an eight-game schedule, which means there is very little leeway for Big Ten teams trying to make uh, the NCAA college football playoffs. And for bowl games, there's only an eight-game season. I don't know how they're going to kind of manipulate that. Um, it will be interesting because, like, everyone else will be playing 11 to 12, correct? Uh, yeah, but, you know, I mean, we're going to talk about COVID later. With COVID, a lot of teams are having games canceled or pushed back. So, at the end of the day, everyone's going to have a hodgepodge, which is going to make it really interesting on who gets the college football bid. You know, does a, does a 7-1 Ohio State team make it? Exactly. Or does a 10-2 a Georgia team, team make yeah. it? You know? And it's going to be hard. I mean, it will be fun that we have football back. No fans they did announce, yeah. sadly. But it's something that gives us hope. You know, football gives us hope, especially college football. Yeah. And I'm just excited for it to be back. Let's, let's just go – you know, let's go into it. Let's go – Big Ten, who do you think coming in right now, who do you think are some of the favorites for the Big Ten? Uh, I mean, I think you got to go with Ohio State. Ohio State wants to play. Uh, they were kind of the big push behind this. I don't see Michigan and Jim Harbaugh overcoming them this year. Wisconsin's always, you know, I mean, not a dark horse, but a good second option. But I just really don't see anybody overpowering Ohio State. Um, but also, the other the other big caveat is that the schedule hasn't come out yet. Yeah, so you, you don't know who you're going to play. So no. I'll – the picture will become more clear what as have. the schedule. Yeah, comes. Willie, what do you think? You agree with that, or you want to take somebody else? I think Ohio State's good to the top of the class. But yeah. I mean, look out for Nebraska this year. Ooh. <laughs> no, Bre- can you please please elaborate more? That was that's a bit of a hot take. Do you know how, no, you just wanna, you do you know how many people are going to listen to our podcast because they were '90s Huskers fans? <laughs> like, oh, these guys think Nebraska's going to be good. Oh again. my gosh, this oh. is this is. 
think just 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 watch out. I think they're gonna they're gonna not not be world beaters, but they're well, gonna shock some people. You just turned on some farmers in the cornfields. You really did. Um, couldn't agree more about Ohio State. Justin Fields coming back. Yeah. You have Jason the Day. The former dog. The former dog. Sad sad bark for you, but <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but big game. Then let's go on to some of the games this weekend. We have yeah. some so, interesting games. So here's the here's the thing. We, is usually when like in a normal year we would talk about the three best games. I'm not even gonna bullshit you guys. No. There's only one game you should watch this weekend. And it's it's Miami Louisville. It's Miami Louisville. It's an ACC matchup. There were three good matchups: uh, Army and uh, BYU were yep. supposed to play this week. Memphis and Houston, and then Virginia and Virginia Tech all would have been great contention for yeah. the top three. Um, but none of them are playing. The only game worth your time this week, and the only game that I will be tuning in for the <laughs> entire time, is now, Miami. I think Syracuse Pittsburgh could be a good game. It could be, uh, but Syracuse. It depends what kind of Pittsburgh team. Shows Syracuse up. couldn't cover a twenty-three point spread against North Carolina last week. I don't expect that to be much better. But can we go back to to the Miami Louisville game? Yeah, yeah. Let's go back. What Scott Hatterfield has done with that Louisville program mm, one year. Mm-hmm. He came from Appalachian State, yep. took them from FC or he took a team that was newly in the FBS, Division One, took them to the Sun Belt, has won the conference, and then was tapped to take over a really struggling Louisville team. And what he did last year as first year coach, taking them to a bowl game and bringing them back to relevance. I am so excited to watch this Louisville team week in and week out. I am too, and I you could almost argue since Lamar Jackson, couldn't you, that they've been on the map. Well, so it was really interesting. They were on the map with Lamar Jackson. Yep. And then when Lamar Jackson left, uh, Petrino was still the coach. Yes. And they took a nose down. I think they won two or three games. They did. Two, they went two and ten. They two and ten. Yeah, it was atrocious. And that's when uh, he got fired and Scott Hatterfield got brought in. And then Scott Hatterfield won eight games last yeah. year. With basically the exact same, same roster. Right, yeah. He didn't have time to recruit the guys. Nope. So when he gets to bring his guys in and bring his culture, Louisville is, is going to be Clemson's next rival in the ACC. I, think. I don't think it will happen this year, yeah. but in the future. And then we also got to talk about – Notre Dame is in the ACC. He is. I, I got to say something. Yeah. You know what really pisses me off? What? What took the Catholic people so damn long to join a freaking conference that we had to have a freaking pandemic for them to be like, oh, maybe it's a good idea if we join a conference. Do you want the real answer? I do want the real answer. It's money. It, it comes down to money. They have such a lucrative deal with NBC. Uh, that they, and there was no incentive for them. They, they had a really tough schedule for as often as oh they – they were awful in the playoffs or whenever they were in a big stage. Terrible. They had a really strong strength of schedule because they didn't have to play weak conference opponents. I like that you just brought that up. The going into the college playoffs, whenever they do, it's just they just get demolished. Let's open this up. I'm gonna start with Willie over there. Okay. Willie, how do you feel about an expansion of playoff teams for college football? If so, how much? I don't think we should expand it. Re- Oh, that's a hot take. That's a bad take. I mean, we're seeing the top four teams in the country. I don't want another week of watching kind of okay three lost teams. I mean, I want to see the best of the best. Josh Makes it is distraught. And then uh, Josh is max. He's a Georgia fan, and they always finish fifth. <laughs> Go. No, we, we finished fifth. Okay, so here's, here's the deal. I don't understand why every other level of football has more playoffs than Division One. Get, get out of here. There, there does not need to be 42 bowl games, okay? Okay. Nobody cares. Okay, that's not fair. The vast majority of people don't care about, like, let's say, God forbid, Georgia State making a bowl game. Like, the the heart of Texas Dallas Bowl on December the 24th. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. What you care about is more football. So you take away some of these bowl games. Okay. And you make every game matter. 
Now, okay, this this brings up a question though. So yeah. who gets in? Because like with the four teams, like like Willie said, Georgia's usually left on the outside because they have to play in Alabama, an LSU, a tough SEC schedule. How do they do that then if there becomes eight? Because then it argues, well, you're just going to get more SEC teams. And I'm thinking that's what Willie thinks. Because and there should be more SEC teams. Coming from an SEC fan. I mean, okay, it's an SEC fan, but also if you look year in and year out. Yeah. The top three of the SEC West and the top two of the SEC East are always in the top ten. Oh, that's or fair. around the top ten. And would be top ten if they were in any other conference. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So then how many teams? Eight, twelve? I would go with sixteen. 16? Yeah, and I would get rid of conference. That's a lot. I would get rid of conference um, championships. championships. So the winner of each division gets an, of, of the Power 5 teams gets okay. automatic bids. Power 5, Big 12, Pac-12. Uh, Big, Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC, ACC. Okay, so those five, whoever, because like there's, yeah. with some, there's there, there's two divisions. There's two divisions in each. So each of the top of their division gets an automatic yeah. bid. that's 10 teams. Okay. Then you have one group of five. Okay. So that's your Sun, your Sun Belt, yeah. your, your Max Shen, your whatever. So that would be like an App State this year. Okay. This is, of course, if, if there was 146 teams. Yes. So that's 11. Then that we'll leaves, go to the second one. We'll go to then the that leaves five at-large spots left yep. for teams that did really well but maybe finished second in the SEC West. So let's let's talk about like an Auburn team. Or a Michigan. Or a Mi- uh, Michigan, I feel like it's going to be like a Notre Dame. Or like a Notre Dame or an Independent, okay. right? Okay. I just feel like all of the games at that point then – the matter in the grand scheme of things. Well, my boy Willie over there is getting very upset. Of course, the Canadians upset about winning. All right, all right, all right. Willie, would you like to, would you like to respond to that? I mean, Josh's point is that then the games matter. The games already matter. If you lose more than one game, you don't make the playoffs. Okay, so okay. But so, what he's but what no, he's, no, 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 no. Let's let's talk about this. All right, cool. So let's go to the NBA. The NBA. The top of uh, the top two of the East and the top two of the West, they get to play each other. Does that make their playoffs better? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I disagree. I disagree. Here's, you, here's the thing. The regular shit, season is a is a joke for a lot of sports, right? Fair. And the the th- cool thing about college football is that the regular season isn't a joke. Every game matters. If we add more teams into the college football playoff, then does it? It really takes away from the regular season games because you know what. Say some, but does some, it? Say, you know what, this year, Illinois upset Wisconsin. Yeah. Probably ruined a chance that Wisconsin had of going to mm-hmm. the, the playoffs. Playoff, yeah. Right? So, I mean, if you have to take care of your business, and those four top four teams, they have to take care of their business throughout the whole year. Okay, so your your argument is that you got to be perfect, and if you're perfect, then you deserve to be there. So, like, the teams that go, like, 10-2, 10-3, shouldn't be getting a spot. But that that doesn't explain how every other level of college football, from FCS to Division Three, as our Whitewater yeah. friends know, Whitewater wins every year. You can have Whitewater and Mountain Union almost every year in Division Three football, but you don't. They still manage to have a playoff because it makes the sport better. Because we don't watch Division Three football, now, do we? <laughs> this is true. Now we're gonna go. We're we're gonna squash that for later. Obviously, there are some very hot takes in this room. It's getting a little hot in here. My much watch. Wow, must watch game Georgia Tech UCF. Basically, the Alabama. A hot take. It is a hot take. I think if Georgia Tech can run their offense the right way, UCF's gonna have some problems. Yeah. Um, you know, UCF, the 2016 national champions, yep. asterisks. Asterisks. Um, they're still a really well-run program, and then Georgia Tech. I'm a Georgia fan. I will be honest yep. about that. But what uh, their new head coach, uh, 
Ooh, Caitlin Temple, whose name is I cannot remember right either. Um, what he's done in one year, Georgia should look out in the next couple of years about that Georgia Tech team. Uh, they had a really impressive win last week against Florida State. They beat Florida State three of the last five years, and they're no longer running a triple option. Uh, yeah, Jeff Collins, I knew that. Jeff Collins, uh, what he's done with that program in just uh, a short amount of time is really incredible. He's another up and coming in the ACC. I expect Georgia Tech to be back in some sort of relevance I in agree. the weaker ACC very soon. I think so too. I think it's something that obviously we just talked about Notre Dame being the ACC. Is this going to continue after COVID? What's going to happen? We don't know. I don't think it will happen. I think they're just joining to get, like you said, money, everything like that. But I think Georgia can be a dark horse in that weak ACC and give Clemson, I don't think, a run for their money, but at least give them a push. Another game that I thought was very interesting, App State, we just talked about, ranked 23. Yeah. I know, hey, listen, I understand that the ranks are a little bit weird right now, but they play Marshall, and the line is four and a half for App State. I think it's a little bit a little bit low. I think it's a little low, too, but we need to talk about something that we didn't talk about last week, is the Sun Belt. Oh, the my Sun God. The Sun Belt Conference. They, what did they go, six? Uh, they went five and three. Oh, now, here, here's what we got to talk about. Uh, where is that? There it is. The Sun Belt Conference. So, last week... Um, Coastal Carolina, baby. Louisiana, yep. ULL. The Raging Cajuns. The Raging Cajuns beat number 23-ranked Iowa State 31-14. It wasn't even close. Their third time ever beating a AP-ranked yeah. opponent. Then Arkansas State followed it up by beating Kansas State, a Big 12 team. It's just a rough day for the Big 12 against the Sun Belt. Well, the Big 12s are it's shit. It, there's no defense. defense. There. Then App State beat a pretty weak Charlotte team, 35-20. Army beat UL Monroe, but UL Monroe was like the lower part. Uh, UTSA beat Texas, but it State, but it took two overtimes to do that. Yep. Then Georgia Southern beat FCS Campbell. But we'll get to Georgia Southern and why that happened in a minute. <laughs> Georgia Southern is, is the Ashes right now. But the the uh, to South Alabama almost beat Tulane. And then Coastal Carolina destroyed Boy. Kansas. Uh, the Sun Belt's really fun to watch. Sun Belt, Fun Belt. Uh, and so App State's always fun to watch. I expect them to pretty handily beat Marshall. I would, I would pound the App State line, but who I would knows? too. Uh, if you learn anything from the Coastal Carolina-Kansas game, don't tweet at your rival before you play a game. Because if you didn't see on Twitter, Kansas tweeted at Kansas State, who had just lost to someone in the Sun Belt, yeah. and then go on later that night to win. Especially when the team you're playing is a Sun Belt team who also beat you last year. Exactly. Now, speaking of choking jobs, yeah. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Let's get into it. Okay. Let's get into it. Willie, your boy. Your boy Kawhi, who did great for your Raptors for a year. Uh, a guy who came in for the Clippers, was like, hey, you're going to be the guy. Then they trade, I think, six first-round picks, Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Danilo Gallinari for Paul George. And they both shit the bed. What's going on here? Well, I'm just going to say he's going to let the Raptors piss him first. <laughs> Why is that? You think so? Oh, I think so. The Ra- you, the you watch the Raptors? East, East is awful. That's true. The East I mean, is the Bucks got Spicy P didn't look that good, though, in the last two games. Yeah, but that's also, he's he's being the number one guy, guarded differently. Yeah, that's learning. true. Um, but I just think, I mean, them not playing as a, as a lineup the whole season, I think it was only like 20-something games they actually had their, the cl- start, yeah. their main lineup play together. I mean, Paul George is out for a lot of time. Kawhi's doing his um, load management stuff. 
Which we, is got, just we got Lou Williams going, getting wings at strip clubs. Like, <laughs> in mean, Atlanta. Yeah. It, <laughs> hey, hey, who's going to get chicken wings? I mean, it's just they they didn't get enough time together, and I think also with the break of COVID, right? That, yeah. That hurt teams that didn't have chemistry. I also think the bubble really wears on wear on certain players. Um, and then uh, there was a tweet, and I think it was Adrian Wojnarowski, but I couldn't yeah. be wrong about this, or maybe it was Bleacher Report that came out and said that uh, multiple. Clippers players struggling to play more than three minutes to yes, the fourth quarter. It was Woj. How does that happen? That happens with just like you said, the bubble wears you out. It's like mental exhaustion too, I think. And you're going balls to the walls. You know, game seven. You don't want to get with three on wing like the Warriors did. You're like, we're favorited. All these things come into play. You can't make a shot. So like all these things come into factor, and I just don't think they got enough rest. I mean, their bench was non existent the whole series. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is Kawhi Leonard had a bad game, but he's only had one bad game. He's not like uh, Harden, man. who's had terrible games, like histories. With well, talk Collins. about Paul George. Man, the dude's been terrible in the playoffs. Yeah. I was going to mention, though, that uh, Kawhi, like, looked like he was forcing stuff. It's because he had to force stuff. That's fair. That's fair. Let's So let's just get into it. Let's get our picks. Denver, Lakers, Willie, who do you got and how many? Bit of a rough time, but I mean this Lakers team, I think it's it's championship for them. Yeah, I saw you shaking your head. Give me Denver and seven. Three <laughs> one lead again? Yeah, give me Denver and seven. They, they are consistently the best team when their backs are against the wall. I'm the same with Willie. I hate betting against LeBron because I'm a Warriors fan. I know you should never do that. Uh, Lakers and five. Denver's just gas. They got nothing left in the tank. Now here's here's what I'm hoping happens. Is I really. I think the Celtics are going to win in the East. Okay. We're not talking about this yet. Well, we're, let's just go into that. So, yeah. go ahead. Celtics and how many? Uh, I think it's going to be Celtics in about six. Okay. But what I want it to be is Miami. So, it could be Miami versus the Lakers. And then Miami is the one who officially destroys LeBron James' GOAT legacy. Because the whole winning, going to Miami, trying to win there, and then end up... When a team headlined by Jimmy Butler beats you for a championship, your GOAT status is gone. This is true. Willie, how about you for the Eastern? Um, I, I think that Miami looks really good defensively. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Boston at times can get a little um, happy with the three ball. Yep. And not take it to the hoop that much. Um, I think it all depends on Kemba Walker, what he does. If he's aggressive and looking to score, and that's a tough team to beat. But I agree. sometimes he's disappeared for whole games. So I think if Kemba Walker doesn't step up, I think it's going to be Heat and six. But if Kemba decides to play like the superstar he is, I think I'll take the Celtics and seven. I like that. So it's going to go the distance either way. So you're going to go six or seven for you. I agree. Uh, I'm big Heat's bandwagon right now. I won't even lie. My boy Duncan Robinson out of Michigan, one of the best three shooters in the league right now. He's cold-blooded. Just, I guess I gotta say that. Also, I would just like to say right now, I'm recording. Tyler Hero is not trash. My roommate thinks he is. I was Cold-blooded killer. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, they're the reason why they win this. I think the Heat are in the six. You know, and I think you gotta give your props to uh, Pat Riley and Spolstra. They've created a winning culture. I mean, the amount of Locker room issues that Jimmy Butler has had in his previous teams that he has somehow managed to not get into in Miami is absurd. Um, and I just think winning cultures build winning cultures. And if you look at the Miami Heat, they've always overperformed with 
what they should have. Yeah. And then you look at the Warriors to the West. I, I think winning cultures breed the opportunity that the Heat have this year. I agree. Speaking of winning cultures, let's get into our early predictions for Super Bowl MVP. Now Back this let's let's you know let's have a civil conversation here. This may get a little heated in here again. Willie um, is a very strong believer that Josh is Josh the Jinxer. We like to call him. Uh, and hold on, no, no, hold on. I'm talking. No, hold on. The track hold on. definitely. The track. Story. Listen, let me talk. I'll let you two go at it in a second. Can we have a Josh's jinx story of the week. You can after this. So we're gonna start with me. Then we're gonna go to Josh and the Willie. Then we will open the conversation between these two, and you guys can sit back and listen to the banter that I love to hear. Are we going MVP or Super Bowl? First? We're going to go both. So we're gonna go both. Which one first? Let's we're gonna go Super Bowl. Super Bowl first. Yeah, I agree, Willie. Super Bowl dark horse. Super Bowl dark horses. I want I want your team winning it and in the map, but I want the matchup. So I got Kansas City coming back in, and out in the West, I have Arizona. Interesting. Why do you have Arizona? I I think they're a very well put together team. Kyler Murray, someone who's young, really like his style of play. Now with DeAndre Hopkins, they have I mean they have DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, and then Kenyon Drake in the back. I think it's someone that can be a dark horse, but I think Kansas City repeats back-to-back, and they end up winning. And obviously Super Bowl – I mean, not Super Bowl, sorry. My early MVP prediction, Cam Newton. Cam Newton? Yep. Why? Cam, That's such a – I mean, just – he's a Patriots boy. He's with my guy, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels. I, he looked good watching him play as a Patriots fan. It was something that was like looked like a little bit of hope where we had a quarterback who could run and – we had an offensive coordinator that could be creative with him. Now I see you two panicking over there. No, 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 we're not panicking. No one's <laughs> everything's good over there. So Josh, let's get to your early Super Bowl prediction. You know what? So here's I, I think the Ravens are gonna make the Super Bowl. I really? think the Ravens are gonna make the Super Bowl. Let me say it again. I think the Ravens are gonna make the Super Bowl. Let me say this one more time. Really? Yeah. You know, I just like Lamar Jackson, they've got their defense in order. I know they didn't play a very good team in week one, but they shut down the Browns. Uh, I think they have a relatively weak schedule. Um, we'll see when it comes to playoffs. They have, they've choked a couple times in the playoffs, but yeah. I think Lamar Jackson is ready. Um, obviously, the Chiefs are going to have to meet up with them, um, the Chiefs-Ravens. But then when we go to the other side of the bracket, my dark horse is the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Now, I actually have two dark horses. I think it's either the Seattle Seahawks or the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Let me start with the Packers first. The Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is coming in with a chip on his shoulder. You saw what the offensive output they had. The defense is obviously going to be a question mark, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a chip on his shoulder to finally do something to make it far in the playoffs. They don't have uh, the new Dallas coach anymore. Um, they're new with the new coach. I think there's a new chip on his shoulder. But then the Seattle Seahawks. This is my actual pick. This is the one I've had all week. The Green Bay one I just came up with. It yes, I like that. Magically came into my head. Rodgers spoke name. to you. Rogers Daddy spoke Rogers to me. spoke to you. I, I prayed on it, and they, but Seattle Seahawks, they have Chris Carson. Yep. They have Russell Wilson. Oh yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson has been a great quarterback week in and week out. You've got the Legion of Boom, the twelfth man. Uh, you got no more Legion of Boom. There is no more. You know what? They're bringing back Legion of Boom. With Jamal Adams. Of course, Jamal Adams is a good pickup. I think they shore up their defense. So who wins? Who wins? Yeah. I think the Ravens win. Okay. But you know what? The Seattle Seahawks. Make the playoffs, and there might even be an MVP run that we're going to talk about in a second. But we're going to let Willie talk first. 
I'll just jinx my team. So. <laughs> um, but no, me and Josh agree with the Super Bowl winner. I think the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. I think that they're just – they got all pro players at every freaking position. Defense, offense, Defense, everywhere. offense, everywhere. Mark Andrews I mean, looked good with them. You know who looked good? J.K. Dobbins looked really good. That's true. Especially with Mark Ingram. They have some running backs that can go. Hollywood Brown looks friggin' good. Yep. I mean, Lamar just he continues to excel as a, as I a passer. So I think it'll just – I think this year is the year he breaks through and get, when he gets that first playoff win. And I think that that team's going to be – Who do they beat? Beat. Um, I think that the Green Bay Packers are going to be the also, team okay. to sneak out. Yeah. I think it's, it was between them or the Saints. I do like the Saints, mm-hmm. but I think that in classic New Orleans, New Orleans fashion, championship game – some bad call is going to happen with yep. the ref. And That's true. I do think that Green Bay is going to somehow put their stuff together and Rodgers is going to be able to play Matt LaFleur's system well enough that he can be creative and stick to this run-heavy offense. Now, there, there, there's a team that nobody mentioned that I want to get into. Okay. The Buccaneers. The Buccaneers basically put a mortgage on the house that they are going to win it this year, or if not this year, next year. And, you know, I don't want a week one overreaction. They didn't play very well. But what was your guys' take on not talking about the Buccaneers at all, even as a dark horse? I just don't think Brady has it anymore. I really don't. I Watching him play, I mean, I just told you guys, I've been a Patriots fan for as long as I can remember. I'm not a bandwagon. Anyway, that's the size of play. <laughs> Tom Brady didn't look like himself last night. And I told Josh this, when you leave an organization that you've been with for 20 years, you lose chemistry, you lose chemistry with coaches. And it's a big thing. It's, it really is. doesn't matter if you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski back, Leonard Fournette. doesn't matter. Yeah. Just out of sync. I, I think they mortgaged the, the house on a 100-year-old house. Oh, yeah. Football oh, yeah. Just a whole bunch of old guys that are definitely – Reaching the twilight of their career. I agree. Um, I am uh, not looking forward to that, but I don't think the Buccaneers make it. I was just wondering why you guys didn't pick them. That's why. I think the Buccaneers are going to be a sick team this year. I think they're going to be a wagon. Oh, this is really so. Why were they in your? Uh... I mean, because there there are two teams that are better than them. It's the the Saints Packers. and the Packers. I think those are the, the clear cut teams. Now, they, I think the Seahawks and them are kind of mm-hmm. similar playing field. It just depends on the day. But I don't think Brady looked as bad as you guys are saying. Like he, I think he did. He threw one bad pick, which was a pick six. The other one was 100% on Mike Evans. That, okay, and Mike, that's fair. You have to remember, Mike Evans had a hamstring injury going into the game. So he wasn't at 100%. He didn't have a full week of practice with Mike Evans. This is the, this, like the, his first game playing with all these guys. The shit's going to get righted, and they're going to be fine. That also goes back to the whole um, communication compatibility thing mm-hmm. that Dave was talking about, being with the new team. I just don't know if they're going to write the ship in time. All right, so here's the question. Over, under 10 wins for the Buccaneers this season, assuming it goes 16 games. Uh, I'm going to take the over. You're going to take your over 10 over. wins. Yep. Do you think you're going to go over 10 wins? I'd go the over. I mean, yeah, I can't. They, have, they have a pretty okay schedule. I mean, it's a tough week one. They'll I mean, have to play the Saints one more time. but I think when they play the Saints at home, it'll be better. Yeah. I mean, like you have to remember, it's, it's, it's week one against – one of the best defenses and a Super Bowl. Player. And also, can I just say, statistically speaking, Brady is awful in domes. It's actually a fact. It's a straight yeah. fact. How are you bad in domes? Anyway, that's besides the point. You know what? I want to put it on the board bet. I think the Buccaneers 
win 10 or less games this year. Okay, so we're going to mark putting that. Please, everyone remember that. Josh thinks 10 we're or less. Putting it on the whiteboard. We're putting Put it on the whiteboard. Moving on, let's get into the dark horse. Josh, this is your big one. This is where Josh and Willie may get a little heated here. MVP? Yes, who is your, who's your early MVP, Josh? So, you know, I think a, a solid pick is Aaron Rodgers, for sure. And for the, all the reasons we talked about. I but I, I think the dark horse we need to talk about. Yeah, hold on. Can we? Yeah, actually, let's go back. He's yeah. definitely not a dark let's, horse. Let's talk about Aaron. He's my pick for, for MVP. Aaron no, I said he's a good pick. I didn't say he's a dark horse pick. I think he's a, he's a good overall No, I'm not saying. I'm saying the guy you were saying is a dark horse. He's not a dark horse. You do not he's think. He's 100% going to be the MVP from this year. Chris he's Carson? due for his first. You think no, I'm kidding. No, I think Russell Wilson is going to be the MVP. That's my pick. Uh, I just think he's got all the weapons. You got Chris Carson. You got Lockett. I mean, you got all the guys. If he leads them to as far as I think he's going to go, as close to the Super Bowl, if not the Super Bowl, he's going to win the MVP, and that is my pick. I love Russell Wilson this year. I am bullish on him like Tesla stock. That is my pick to win the MVP. How PG is this podcast? Oh, we don't have to give you that PG. You can, you know, just express your opinions. Okay. I'm waiting for Josh to pull Chris Carson's dick out of his mouth. Because every time the first guy he says when he speaks about the Seahawks is Chris Carson. Well, that's just because he's on my fantasy team. But now, Russell Wilson's going to win MVP. Pete Carroll's actually letting him play a passing offense for once. And I think that... Why do you think that changed as a Seahawks fan? Why do you think he's letting him do that? Because Russell Wilson is an MVP caliber quarterback. Last year he was. Like, every year he's an MVP caliber quarterback. It's just, I think that... We're going to not rely on our offensive line as much to create all these blocks and just let Russell do his thing. All right, Gabe. Who is your Dark Horse pick? Oh, for MVP, um, I already gave mine. Cam Newton. I don't He's, get how you I think that's a Dark MVP. Horse. It's I a Dark Horse. That's a Patriots bandwagon pick. Listen, okay, can you, let's get into you two because people, the people are wondering, Willie, why are you so pissed off about Josh jinxing your team? And please give us, you know, your backstory. Just... Open up the floor. Go ahead and go at him. No, no, no. Let Willie tell us. Every time Josh has picked something, the yeah, exact opposite happens. So, like, Josh, I'll be honest. We watched, was it Lions and Bears the other day? I was going to tell that story. And Josh decides to be like, oh, yeah, the Lions are fine. The Bears suck. What happens? The Seven, ba- 17 points in the fourth quarter later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, just that. Now, let's talk about the fact we're, we're, we have a chance to upset Michigan, don't we, last year? No, no, Penn, no Penn State. State Penn State. Well, Penn State. He did it at Michigan with Michigan, yeah, too. Yeah, that's true, but Penn State was a bigger one. Penn State. So was it two, was it two years ago? Yes. Two years ago. We were tied with Penn State in the, in the third quarter. Josh goes, wow, we have them where we want them. What happens? 42 points in the fourth no, quarter. No, my, my Josh is literally My exact chance. words were, oh, my God, we're going to cover the 28-point spread. And then we did not cover the 28-point spread. Um, but here's the, here's the deal. Here, here's two examples from this weekend. It was a bad weekend. I am the only one here who bets on sports of the three guys. Because Josh is a degenerate. I'm not a degenerate. Josh, so Josh, had, Josh is a degenerate gambler. I had the Lions minus two and a half. The Lions are the better team. I have an additional bet that the Lions make the playoffs. That's just stupid. As an extra wild card team. The Lions, all, they came down the field. They, they did give up 17 fourth quarter points, but that's even the worst part of it. The worst part of it is they had a touchdown that was then dropped by a not damn good dog, DeAndre Swift. I mean, it was literally in his hands. 
All he had to do was fall backwards and that's six points and they win the game. It's the Josh Jinx. It's the Josh Jinx. And then, I mean, then we, we can talk about this. I had uh, the Tennessee Titans on Monday night. Minus two and a half. They should have won by three, but Groskowski missed an extra point. And two field goals! They should have won by nine points! And they only won by two! Well, very strong words from you there, Josh. Very upset. Listen, obviously, you know, a lot of heat today, but I think these are very good picks. We're going to be seeing, you know, another week coming up this week. That's it for us, though, this week, boys and girls. Uh, next week, we'll be intimating a segment called The Jinx of the Week by Joshua Jones, where each week, Josh will be picking one team he wants to jinx. <laughs> we would just like to thank our friend, Willie. Thank you for coming, man. We appreciate it. I know you probably had a heart attack from hearing your team get jinxed about 50 times from Josh. Uh, I just, I know what's coming now, so I, I just have to get my I really my appreciate your kindness out. from our friends to the north. <laughs> Next week, we'll be creating a Twitter and other social medias where you can follow us on. Please give us a listen. We'll be posting every Wednesdays, later at night, so then you guys are prepared for the weekend. Uh, like we said, we'll give recaps every week. We'll give you your fantasy, what you need to know. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week.